Good morning and welcome to another day's edition of Transformation Radio. In the eye of the storm, you remain in control. And in the middle of the war, you guard my soul. You alone are the anchor when my sails are torn. Your love surrounds me in the eye of the storm. When the solid ground is falling out from underneath my feet Between the black skies and my red eyes, I can barely see When I realize I've been sold out by my friends and my family I can feel the rain reminding me In the eye of the storm, you remain in control When the storm is raging, the storm is raging, and 
today i just wanted to give a shout out to my brother craig brother i love you keep plugging away man i can't wait to see you and now as we begin to look into the new testament our reading today will come from the book of romans chapter 15 verse 23 and we'll go through chapter 16 verse 9 we'll see that paul was referring to the completion of his work in corinth The city from which he most likely wrote this letter will be reading. Most of Paul's three-month stay in Achaia was probably spent in Corinth. He believed he had done what God wanted him to do there. He was now looking forward to taking the gospel to new lands west of Rome. When Paul eventually went to Rome, however, it was as a prisoner under house arrest. Tradition holds that Paul was released for a time and that he used this opportunity, of course, to go to Spain to preach the good news. But this journey is not mentioned in the book of Acts. We'll read about carnal things. And the carnal things refers to material aid. If the Gentiles had received the gospel, spiritual things, originally from Jerusalem, surely they would want to offer financial help. Too often we view prayer as a time for comfort, reflection, or making our requests known to God. But here... Paul urges believers to join in the struggle by means of prayer. Did you know that prayer is also a weapon in all believers' armor? Yes, it's a weapon, as we intercede for others who join in the fight against Satan's wiles. Do your prayers reflect that sense of urgency on others' behalf? We'll read about Phoebe. Phoebe was known as a servant. The Greek word used here is often translated deaconess and a helper. She apparently was wealthy and helped support Paul's ministry. She was highly regarded in the church, and she may have delivered this letter from Corinth to Rome. Priscilla and Aquila were a married couple who became Paul's close friends. They, along with all other Jews, had been expelled from Rome by the emperor. Now Paul's personal greetings went to Romans and Greeks, Jews and Gentiles, men and women, prisoners and prominent citizens men and women, prisoners, and prominent citizens. You see, the church's base was broad. It crossed cultural, social, and economic lines. Now, from this list, we learn that the Christian community was mobile. Though Paul had not yet been to Rome, he had met these people in other places on his journeys. All right, then, let's begin today's reading here in the New Testament. August 2nd, the New Testament. 
Romans chapter 15, verse 23, through chapter 16, verse 9. But now I, Paul, have finished my work in these regions, and after all these long years of waiting, I am eager to visit you. I am planning to go to Spain, and when I do, I will stop off in Rome. And after I have enjoyed your fellowship for a little while, you can provide for my journey. But before I come, I must go to Jerusalem to take a gift to the believers there. For you see, the believers in Macedonia and Achaia have eagerly taken up an offering for the poor among the believers in Jerusalem. They were glad to do this because they feel they owe a real debt to them, since the Gentiles received the spiritual blessings of the good news from the believers in Jerusalem, they feel the least they can do in return is to help them financially. As soon as I have delivered this money and completed this good deed of theirs, I will come to see you on my way to Spain. And I am sure that when I come, Christ will richly bless our time together. Dear brothers and sisters, I urge you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to join in my struggle by praying to God for me. Do this because of your love for me, given to you by the Holy Spirit. Pray that I will be rescued from those in Judea who refuse to obey God. Pray also that the believers there will be willing to accept the donation I am taking to Jerusalem. Then, by the will of God, I will be able to come to you with a joyful heart, and we will be an encouragement to each other. And now may God, who gives us His peace, be with you all. Amen. I commend you to our sister Phoebe, who is a deacon in the church in Centria. Welcome her in the Lord as one who is worthy of honor among God's people. Help her in whatever she needs, for she has been helpful to many, and especially to me. Give my greetings to Priscilla and Aquila, my co-workers in the ministry of Christ Jesus. In fact, they once risked their lives for me. I am thankful to them, and so are all the Gentile churches. Also give my greetings to the church that meets in their home. Greet my dear friend Eponidas. He was the first person from the province of Asia to become a follower of Christ. Give my greetings to Mary, who has worked so hard for your benefit. Greet Andronicus and Junia, my fellow Jews, who are in prison with me. They are highly respected among the apostles and became followers of Christ before I did. Greet Ampliatus, my dear friend in the Lord. Greet Urbanus, our co-worker in Christ, and my dear friend Stachus.
Let every heart break. 
moment heaven's working everything for your good tell your heart to beat again close your eyes and breathe it in let the shadows fall away step into the light of grace yesterday's a closing door Next reading here from the One Year Audio Bible will be from the Book of Psalms, chapter 25, verses 16 through 22. Do life's problems always seem to go from bad to worse? God is the only one who can reverse this downward spiral. He can take our problems and turn them into glorious victories. There is one necessary requirement. We, like the psalmist, must cry out, Turn thee unto me, and have mercy upon me. When you're willing to do that, God can turn the worst into something wonderful. The next step is yours, for God has already made His offer. If we ever needed two powerful forces to see us along life's way, they are integrity and uprightness. Both are mentioned here in this psalm. The psalmist asks for these to be his bodyguards to protect him step by step. Uprightness makes us learn God's requirements and strive to fulfill them. Integrity, being what we say we are, keeps us from claiming to be upright while living as if we do not know God. Uprightness says, this is the shepherd's way, and integrity says, I will walk consistently in it. Psalm 25, verses 16 through 22. Turn to me and have mercy. For I am alone and in deep distress. My problems go from bad to worse. Oh, save me from them all. Feel my pain and see my trouble. Forgive all my sins. See how many enemies I have, and how viciously they hate me. Protect me, rescue my life from them. Do not let me be disgraced, for in you I take refuge. May integrity and honesty protect me. For I put my hope in you. O God, ransom Israel from all its troubles. Proverbs chapter 20, verses 16 through 18. Get security from someone who guarantees a stranger's debt. Get a deposit if he does it for foreigners. Stolen bread tastes sweet, but it turns to gravel in the mouth. Plans succeed through good counsel. Don't go to war without wise advice.
Thank you for listening to another day's edition of Transformation Radio. I hope you guys enjoyed, and I hope you guys all have a good day today.